0: Staring in the face of lifetime bondage, does choice still exist to gain knowledge of truth? This is Dennis Peterson, and thanks for joining me today on Reclaiming Your Legacy. You know, health freedom versus medical tyranny is really a question about a God-given constitutional human right. Are we facing the possibility that The knowledge of truth is going to be unreachable. One of America's prominent founding fathers was medical doctor Benjamin Rush. He gave us an important statement about his view of medical or health freedom. Commenting on Dr. Rush, a late 19th century medical doctor, honored the memory of this great physician, noting that he proved himself to be a great champion of medical liberty. He urged that the Constitution of the United States should not only provide for religious freedom, but also for medical freedom. Dr. Rush, in his 18th century manner of speaking English, conveyed the idea that laws restricting the practice of the healing arts to one class of physicians and denying to others equal privileges would constitute the bastilles of our science that means such laws would be like an overthrow of honest science and replaying the relics of despotism or vestiges of monarchy as with the time of the french revolution he clearly thought such actions would be wholly out of place in a republic for those who have only stayed in tune with mainstream mainstream media it might not be evident that a sizable population of millions of common-sense citizens are arising to be more actively involved in the God-fearing influence on our civic and social orders than we've witnessed for many generations. Some local churches are also becoming aware that they have been given the biblical assignment by God to be positive salt and light influence on civic matters. Even more believers who understand their mission as the true ecclesia are letting their lights shine by getting involved in the processes of civic duty that we call politics, as well as reaching out to educate the public, something the public education dinosaur has sadly neglected. Frankly, that's the whole reason I work for our listeners on this program each week, to equip them with the spiritual and truthful insights that can help us reclaim the legacy that God would have us embrace for His glory in overcoming the lack of knowledge darkness in which the devil wants to keep us trapped. Ohio-based attorney Thomas Renz is suing the federal government for pushing vaccines for the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19, that have reportedly caused at least 45,000 deaths after a little over half a year since they began administering these genetic experiments under emergency use authorization. Attorney Renz says the whistleblower has seen inside the systems where vaccine injuries and deaths are being reported. At least 45,000 people in the United States have died within three days after getting injected. And this is just one system that reports to the federal government about vaccine injuries. You can see a report on this at naturalnews.com that's linked on the notes for today's program at reclaimyourlegacy.com. I encourage everyone wanting to keep up with these things to check in there. Now, Dr. Brian Artis is another ardent freedom fighter in the medical profession who shares how COVID-19 hospital protocols are literally killing people, including his own father-in-law. Hear the whole discussion at the link that's provided on the notes for today's Reclaiming Your Legacy episode. Clay Clark interviews Dr. Brian Artis, revealing many observations about our country's medical hospital system and their standard required treatments that will alarm you for the corruption that has become their guiding principle. The notes and links for all of Dr. Artis's comments are at the website in our notes today, including details about the unnecessary chemicals that are included in vaccine formulas and surprising justifications used by the FDA to authorize the medical use of poisons to treat patients in our hospitals. Many of you won't believe it until you read the supporting documents. And when you hear what is the real cause of COVID-attributed deaths in hospitals, you'll understand why those who discover this information are so reluctant to submit themselves to hospital medical staff following protocols, policies established by corporate CEOs rather than scientists who understand the hazards and the alternative treatments that are available. Did you know that the United States has more than half of all the represented deaths from COVID in the entire world? Can you guess why? Our NIH and CDC recommended protocols for hospitals is poisoning our citizens, and if it continues, so will the massacre. Remember that hospitals are required to follow the protocols determined by their administrators, who are usually business executives and not medical doctors. Because of the strong financial influence of the pharmaceutical industry, It's practically impossible to avoid a very one sided opinion on matters of medical science, and that's putting it mildly. The Science Journal article discussed in this interview exposes the frustration MDs and healthcare practitioners are experiencing with COVID patients they're treating. They don't even know that the investigational drug called remdesivir that they are ordered to use is physically shutting down their liver and kidneys and causing death to these sick people. They would most likely have lived and recovered if they just stayed home using vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc and selenium. Many people don't realize they can demand certain treatments be used or rejected. Dr. Richard Bartlett from Odessa, Texas, has had a 100% cure rate of all his patients in his clinic since March. His COVID curing protocol also includes zinc and the use of an inhaled FDA-approved asthma steroid to reduce the amount of inflammation that occurs in patients' lungs. Why did they all survive and recover? None of them went to the hospital for treatment. Like many other alternative, naturopathic, holistic, and integrative medical professionals in today's controversial medical environment, Dr. Artis recommends going to a primary care doctor rather than a hospital for attention if you suspect COVID symptoms are making you require professional help. Another important source for up-to-date observations of what you probably aren't hearing in the network news is healthimpactnews.com. For example, we're all glad to know that the follow-up scare tactic being fanned by the fear-mongers in our society about the so-called Delta variant of the pandemic has been completely debunked by Dr. David Martin, who has studied the issue for over two decades. Dr. Martin was recently interviewed by German attorney Rainer Fulmich, who is seeking to bring criminal charges against crimes committed during the COVID-19 pandemic? Dr. Martin reveals that there have been patents on the SARS coronavirus since the late 1990s, which was revealed by him in Mickey Willis's 2020 film, Plandemic. If you've not watched that documentary yet, it is must viewing. You can see it many places all over the Internet. One easy place to find it where it won't get censored is at healthimpactnews.com. The link is in today's program notes. Mickey Willis did the world a huge favor by releasing Pandemic to the public free of charge. He deserves all of our gratitude for carefully producing this enormously informative documentary that's been scrubbed from so, so many of the social media platforms. Dr. Martin's discussion with Reiner Fulmich provides new, updated information to amplify some of the previous reports about his work that are offered at healthimpactnews.com. In this newest interview with attorney Reiner Fomick, Dr. Martin goes into detail about how the patents for SARS coronavirus existed long before any outbreaks. The same goes for the spike proteins included in the production of vaccines. Those patents precede the current COVID-19 virus by 20 years. The original research into these vaccines was for veterinary purposes, rabbits and canines, and then was used in 2002 and later by Anthony Fauci and the U.S. National Institute of Health for AIDS vaccine research. DARPA then got involved for applications as a bioweapon. When Anthony Fauci originally tried to get a patent on an mRNA vaccine for HIV, he was rejected by the patent office because his mRNA vaccine did not meet the legal definition of a vaccine. It is a biological weapon. And as far as the current Delta variant goes... Here, a clip of the full interview in which Dr. Martin explains how the whole concept is being used as misleading propaganda to persuade the public to comply to the control of globalist agendas being coerced by corrupted political and business interests. See the report at the link in today's program notes. For 10 medical facts about the COVID-19 vaccine, see the details in the list on the website of America's Frontline Doctors. The link is conveniently in the notes for today's program as well. Here are just some of the main points. First, they're not acting like vaccines, according to the common definition of a vaccine. There's never been a situation where a vaccine candidate was rolled out to millions of healthy people under such bizarre set of facts. Second, The experimental vaccine only lessens symptoms. That's why the CDC is still recommending wearing the mask after you take the experimental vaccine. You're still at risk of getting the virus. And third, you do not need to be vaccinated if you have already contracted COVID-19. There's evidence the COVID vaccine might actually be more dangerous for persons who have already had the illness in that they seem to develop an exaggerated reaction to the vaccine. Also, the experimental vaccine uses new technology never before used in a vaccine. For the first time, the immune system is being altered to attack something our bodies have made. Understand that you're agreeing to be in a medical study when you take any of the COVID 19 vaccines. And then don't forget that the vaccine may make you sicker than if you hadn't taken it, especially the elderly. The vaccine may cause antibody dependent enhancement, which is extremely dangerous. If a vaccinated person is later exposed to the virus, they'll have a much more serious reaction than if they hadn't taken the vaccine in the first place. And then inflammation at the placenta of pregnant women who receive the vaccine are not uncommon. If you desire future pregnancies, beware that the shot is designed to create antibodies to attack proteins like those made by the placenta. There are effective, safe, affordable prevention and treatment medications for COVID-19. For less than $25, the majority of people can be treated. We know it makes much more sense to take medications that have been used billions of times across the world, that have been FDA-approved for decades with unimpeachable safety record, than to try an experimental new technology. The non-Western world uses hydroxychloroquine liberally and enjoys 1% of the COVID-19 death rate of Western nations. Did you get that? Deaths due to COVID-19 simply do not justify the use of any experimental vaccine. The average death of a COVID-19 patient exceeds the average national life expectancy. Thus, most of the reported COVID-19 deaths died with COVID-19, not from it. The known risks of vaccines can be serious, including neurological diseases such as transverse myelitis, Bell's palsy, multiple sclerosis, autism, and Guillain-Barre. And then lastly, the experimental vaccines should be compared to other therapeutic medications to accurately determine their risk versus benefit. Whenever you take any medication, ask yourself, is the risk of taking this medication worth the benefit? If the vaccine can only lessen symptoms, it should be compared to other medications that do the same, like Tylenol or hydroxychloroquine. If you have not yet taken the time to watch the weekly online medical news program called the High Wire you're probably very underinformed about the thousands of highly respected medical science professionals who have been speaking out on this unprecedented global crisis for the last couple of years. It is now becoming clear that we are all facing a war of information and propaganda, an unparalleled crime against humanity, and we all must make choices. Choosing to be uninformed or only informed by the mainstream narrative? that has proven to be corrupt on many levels is equivalent to choosing to be complicit in a crime of deception, if not worse. The high wire has proven to be completely open to correction and candid conversation with credible witnesses and experts who have widely diverse opinions on many philosophical and religious matters, their weekly online show is expertly produced and deserves the support of all citizens who value the freedom of speech and freedom from medical tyranny. When I took the time to get acquainted with the background and ideals of the Highwire's founder, Dell Bigtree, and the experiences that they have had along the journey of starting the Informed Consent Action Network, I continued to watch their weekly show and I've never been disappointed. An April 25, 2021 report by Jeffrey Jackson on the high wire made a case for how lockdowns were a mistake as people moved to take their lives back. Here's a quote from that report. The people are done with restrictions. As previously reported, the vaccine passport idea is a non-starter and will backfire on those attempting to use it as the latest impediment keeping people from living their lives. The damage to the credibility of experts, officials, and the entire public health edifice is obvious. They clung to unscientific lockdowns, stood by idly as their respected colleagues were censored, and callously discarded effective life-saving therapeutics. Worse, They allowed their populations to be coerced into experimental vaccines. Jeffrey Jackson's report ends by saying, A near future of sustained protests and non-compliant populations will grow at the rate which unscientific restrictions remain. See the entire report at the link that's provided on the notes for today's program. Two additional resources that are included in the notes for today's program are The Healthy American with Peggy Hall and the Make Americans Free Again platform with Pam Popper. I encourage you to look at the details for those two resources. But pastor attorney Dr. Scott Lively in Tennessee is the founder of First Century Bible Church and an articulate activist for the cause of biblical values in our complex society. His weekly editorial in WorldNet Daily and his regular podcasts and articles give us insight and action steps that civic-minded believers can all appreciate. His recent article is one that bears sharing, and I'll post the online link to it so you can follow up on its suggestions. I think you're going to like the colorful flair of his articulate comments. Here's what he says. The world has been in the grip of a terrible, norm-changing pandemic that truly does threaten the survival of civilization as we have known it. But the disease that it has spread globally is not SARS-CoV-2, but Social Justice Empowerment Syndrome, otherwise known as SJES. It's the self-righteous disease. It's the virus that causes a spectrum of social disorders from mindless virtue signaling to full-blown conquer-the-world-for-Marxism megalomania. Humanity could have quickly solved the COVID-19 crisis if all the little people had a say in the process. We would have quickly and securely sequestered only the highly vulnerable as a logical first step. We would have tested, endorsed, and adopted the cheap and proven remedies like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin society-wide. We might have agreed to voluntary short-term steps to flatten the curve when the numbers first spiked— But we would never have agreed to months of lockdown mandates backed by endless fear-mongering propaganda. We would never have endorsed a universal mandatory vaccine campaign with no allowance for natural immunity or the human right of bodily autonomy. We would certainly never have allowed our public discussion of any of these matters to be censored and suppressed by government and its big tech and big media surrogates, but we never had a say in the response to the COVID pandemic because our SJES-infected betters took it upon themselves to decide all these things for us and in doing so created the far greater plague of global tyranny, transforming our world into the surrealistic set of my imaginary movie, The Little Guy. The only good news in this dismal situation is that the control freaks trying to turn all us little people into serfs really aren't superheroes at all. They only think they are. To better assert your rights to religious exemption from mandatory vaccines, I want to make sure that you see Dr. Lively's Declaration and Doctrine on Public Health Mandates, including vaccines. Check it at the link that you'll find in the notes for today's program. This proposed constitutional amendment that he has drafted was the subject of a recent episode of his online Prophecy and Politics radio show. You may want to explore the details of Scott's initiative. There's no doubt in my mind that something like this must ultimately be enacted to avoid a repeat of what we've endured since the start of 2020. He calls his proposal People's Protection from Medical Tyranny Act a bill to amend the Constitution of the United States and or the constitutions of the individual states to restore the right of the citizenry to limit the powers they delegate to government on their behalf in matters of public health and to prevent the type of shameful government overreach we the people are still enduring in relation to what is commonly called the COVID-19 pandemic. If you're a Christian with a sincere religious objection to the vaccine and agree with Dr. Lively's Declaration and Doctrine on Public Health Mandates, including vaccines, you can register with First Century Bible Church to document your stance, which will bolster your position if you're ever forced to demand a religious exemption. I urge you and all our listeners today to seriously consider your response to the available resources that you've heard me talk about on today's Reclaiming Your Legacy program. I think you've probably heard me or others in the past describe the biblical parallels to our current extremity. Whether you think of Mordecai's challenge to Queen Esther, Gideon's response to God's call, or the cowardly answer of the Israelites to the report of the 12 spies after their miraculous deliverance from bondage in Egypt, you can find many applications for what we've talked about today. To not decide and take action is, at this point, a decision, in reality, to retreat. There are many more things that you can do besides what I've shared here. The only question left is, what are you going to actually do? For starters, you can go to reclaimyourlegacy.com and retrieve today's episode. It's in the Radio Archive tab as Health Freedom Versus Medical Tyranny. Bring it up on your computer. Review it and share it with your family and friends as you pray for God's direction to guide you personally in the things that you can do to make a difference in your own situation and in the legacy that you pass on to those you're influencing. Find one like-minded friend that you can pray with in your community. I'm confident as you read the scriptures together and diligently search out God's wisdom for the hour that God's Holy Spirit will guide your steps and rejuvenate your hope in Him. Do not put off this important and deeply personal spiritual commitment. When facing 70 years of captivity in Babylon, Jeremiah prophesied a message of hope for the disobedient people of God, saying, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for prosperity and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Then... You will call upon me, and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. That's Jeremiah 29, 12-13. The Bible tells us in Psalm 50, Offer God a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me on the day of trouble, I will rescue you, and you will honor me. On the day of trouble, I will call upon you, for you will answer me, Psalm 86 says. Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant and his faithfulness to a thousand generations for those who love him and keep his commandments. Deuteronomy 7, 9. But remember that God's promises of hope and deliverance for his people are always with the understanding that his people humbly respond to his expectations for them, as he plainly says in Deuteronomy 30, verse 9 and 10. The Lord your God will make you abound in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, and in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your land for good. For the Lord will rejoice again over you for good, as he rejoiced over your fathers. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the Torah. And if you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. This is Dennis Peterson. Thanks again for joining me today on Reclaiming Your Legacy.